Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. It has been almost a month since we've done an episode. PJ, where the fuck have you been, dog? Return of the pod. Return of the pod. We're coming back to you. Yeah, so, was, you know, not not the we needed a most break. busy time. Not the most busy time in the NBA. There, and if there was going to be a time to take a break, now is the time. And there wasn't a lot that we wanted to talk about. But then when we, as we were getting ready for this, I realized that a lot had happened. But, I mean, there wasn't anything super passionate I had. You know, takes I needed to get off. Um, so I'm sure you're all wondering, like, what we're going to cover today. I would like to, you know, before we get too far into this, so you're not wondering, if you didn't look at the agenda or anything, when you clicked on the link, you're just a, that loyal of a fan, you just see a point forward episode and you click. Some things we're not going to be talking today. So if these what you wanted to hear, DM, DM us, directly contact us, we can give you our opinions or thoughts on a story. But it's either A, I don't care, two, I didn't ask Ultra's opinion on it, or three, sure. it's been talked about enough by other smart people that all we'd be doing is repeating the same stuff. Things we will not be talking about. Kevin Garnett suing his accountant over $77 million loss to wealth management. Which is a lot of money. It's a lot That's of a money. a lot of money. How do you let it get to that point before you... I mean, I know that KG KG's like oh. top five highest earners. Yes. he's. We're, we're not NBA. talking about it, but... Okay, I will fine. say, if I were to talk about it, I'd say that Kevin Garnett was probably a little too trusting of said wealth manager, and you probably need a guy that's looking over the guy that's looking over your money. Other thing we're not going to talk about today, Boris Diaw's retirement. <laughs> Sad. Shout out Boris, though. We're not going to be talking about Tyrone Wallace uh, getting an offer... Matched by the LA Clippers. We are not going to be talking about Nate McMillan re-signing with the Indiana Pacers in a multi-year deal. We are not going to be talking about the Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers second half. We are also not going to be talking about J.R. Smith checking a fan's phone, taking a picture. Are we going to be talking about Khalil Mack? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. We will not be talking about Kyle Singler. Being waived by the Oklahoma City Thunder. And we most certainly are not going to be talking about the 76ers GM dilemma. Or the fact that they still don't have a general manager. They don't need one. They don't need one. Who needs one? And that's all I got. Well, we are going to talk about. and Oh, we're also not going to talk about Elon Musk smoking weed. And possibly trying to bring down, trying to bring his company down because yeah, of drugs. I don't know what's going on with him, but we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk uh, about PJ, it. PJ oh, mentioned that there are. We also are not no, going to talk no, about no, Manny. No, oh, no, 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 we are no. going to talk about this. Are we going to talk about Manny's retirement? Ah, you ruined one of my shout outs. All right, Let's then we're going to talk about it. Edit that out. We're going to talk about we'll it. Get that okay. out of there. Yeah, yeah, we'll edit that out. Uh, PJ said at the beginning of the pod that there's been a lot of NBA stuff, but I will. I do want to warn everyone that we are going to be all over the place. So, it's all over uh, the place. But that's what this time is. We still have a month before basketball. 
yeah, we can't break down games. We can't, like we're we are limited in what we can talk about here. So uh, the one thing that definitely affects both you and I, uh, me more directly, and you more socially. It's a fan fiction novel for me, really, more than it is an actual impact on me. Uh, it is not fiction, though. It is. It's fan fiction, fiction come to life for me, I guess. Okay, that's fair. And and that's the Timberwolves because uh, Tom Thibodeau has a, just decided to snag Luol Dang. We, I'd like to think that this is going to be a thing where like we need a, a veteran wing, be a presence on the team, good guy to have in the locker room. I'm a little pessimistic that's going to happen. Part of me thinks that Lou Aldang is going to be playing 35 minutes a night. He's going to take so, all of it, Wiggins' minutes. It's uh, this is a problem. Uh, you know, I told you that I did not want to talk about this at all, uh, or definitely wanted it to be a quick hitter. But I really don't, like. I have said time and time again, especially over the last year or so, I was very optimistic going into the Tibbs hiring and. And what do you be able to do and being able to turn this into a, a, a better defensive team? And even with Jimmy Butler, that's been kind of a struggle. Uh, and they have not made many offseason acquisitions. They let Nemanja Belalitsa walk. Uh, and he ended up you know, first, I think, getting a deal with the Sixers and then reneging on that deal and then signing, ultimately signing with the Kings. Which, hey, good for you, Belly. You got some money. Uh, signing Anthony Tolliver for a slightly, I think the small mid-level is what he ended up signing for. And then they had, in my opinion, a promising draft. Um, getting Kate's Diop and Okoji from, um, I think, Wake Forest. And uh, so two wings, two guys that the T-Pups, the Timberbulls now, uh, definitely needed on their team. And it just seems like, you know, now this is just another guy gonna, that's going to be cutting into those minutes. Uh, brought Derrick Rose back, got Taj Gibson, got Jimmy. Let's bring in the wall dang and see what can happen. And it's just really discouraging because this is not the way the league is going. And I don't think Luol Deng is going to help this team defensively. And that's where they need help. They're good on the offensive end. They uh, could certainly use some spacing, but... Even with a lack of spacing last year, they were, I think they ended up finishing top five in, in the league offensively. So it's, uh, this sucks, PJ. What do you think? It's time for the 2011 Bulls to be redeemed. They're going to take out LeBron first round of the playoffs, end this whole cute Lakers show. Finally, Tibbs and the boys are going to finally get their W over LeBron in the playoffs. Uh, I find it all immensely hilarious in every which way that Tibbs just Tibbsed all over Tibbs self. Um, I want the Noah to be the last piece of this because I do really want there to be a rotational lineup where it's the 2011, like, or I guess 12 starting Bulls lineup to be the Timberwolves, like, second unit. I want that so badly. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. If Joe Kim Noah, go with what you know, Joe, baby. If Joe Kim go Noah with what you know of, sign, and it it was reported earlier today that uh, they're not interested in him for so now. That is, yes. I mean, who knows? 
that could change. You know, we're all I all I know is that you're already you're about to max cat. You're paying Gorgie Diang. He's gonna trade Gorgie and replace him with with uh, Lock. No. You'd have to pair him with a first rounder. So hey, you know that would be a hell of a way of tips to go out. Is let's let's use a first to bait someone into signing Diang. Yeah. Or trading for Diang and then let's sign Joe Kim Noah. That's yeah. that's the way you want to go. Hey. Not to mention that our first round the first round pick from 2017, Justin Patton. Uh, that's another center that they'd like to get some work in at some point. Yeah, hey. Peach, it's uh, you know, if what do I do? Tell tell me what do I do as a fan of this of this franchise? If they sign Joe Kim Noah, what do you do? I think you laugh and you just you see what happens. I um don't really. <laughs> The, that is a I, I bad mean, answer. It's a terrible that's answer because I, I, I'm conflicted. Anything. I'm conflicted because I'm not conflicted. I'm all in for this all because it's not my basketball team, and it's a bunch of guys that used to play for my basketball team, and I think it's hilarious. And coach. And coach. Yeah, just bringing the boys back. I love those teams. Those teams are great. I thought for a second they were good, and they could beat LeBron till LeBron beat them in five games. But not this time. He's gonna. They're they're gonna get the redemption. The boys will be back for one final show. Everyone loves the reunion tour of a band. Everyone knows that. Everyone. Everyone talks about it all the time. Who hasn't said that? Uh, if they actually sign Noah, though, it would be. I would know Tibbs is way more aware of what Twitter.com is than I previously thought, which I didn't think he like. He's actually like Bill Belichick. Like what Bill Belichick perceives is like the face face chat and and, and and snapbook and all that like commentary. Like I think Tibbs actually doesn't know what any social media dev- like platform is. So if he did sign no, I know he would have been aware because it just wouldn't make much sense. Because no doesn't have any knees left. It's just it would be uh, quite a spectacle. But I'm here for it. I want it. Like I said, my fan fiction novel has them signing Joakim Noah and then having some sort of weird, uh, like, 2K NBA, like, classic team mixed with current team kind of thing, vibe to it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty fantastic, I think, Ultra. I think you should just be excited that you have the opportunity to watch this team play. You're saying just lean into it. I think you have to lean. Like, taking this seriously is is just going to hurt your brain. This is going to be very – I'm thinking ahead. Like, I could enjoy this season. With with everything going on, I could enjoy this season. But then next year, that's when trouble hits because that's when Cat's extension kicks in. That's when – Yeah, but these guys aren't going to be there. But yeah, but Jimmy, if Jimmy leaves, then we're back to where we were two years ago. And all right, we got Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns and overpaying Jang and very, no cap room left. Yeah, you're in basketball hell then. We do. Yeah, that's where we are. And but, the only asset that we can get rid of is Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, that's the opposite of what I want is to get him off of my team. Well, so it. My, like, do you think Jimmy's happy with this? Do you think Jimmy's like, yeah, this is great. I get well. I know he. Guy. I know he credits Luol a lot with like his rookie year and his struggles and like being being a veteran presence to him. Uh, 
I mean, the if he was able, like if he's good with Derrick Rose still being on the team, like they're all good. I he's definitely going to be good with Wall. And I mean, based on reports that like some of the Chicago beat, like Casey Johnson, the beat guy for the the Tribune for the Bulls, like did a story with Noah last year. But by all accounts, like a lot of people say he can play. Like his situation in uh, the Lakers wasn't like Noah, where it's like he's hurt, he can't play. He's like physically was fine. It's just the Lakers didn't want him to play because they wanted to give minutes to young guys. Uh, so, I mean, depending on what how productive he can be, I don't think it's the worst move. But if I know Tibbs, like it's I guess I was just I kind of joked while you were talking. It's like. He's definitely going to take minutes away from Wiggins. I mean, it's just it's one of those where Tibbs goes with the guys he trusts, and so now he has a whole bunch of them. You know what, though, if we if the the way this ended up panning out was Wiggins plays thirty two minutes a game, thirty minutes a game, I think that might be a good thing for the team. Like playing him thirty eight plus minutes a game, which I, I mean, I, that's a little high. I think he finished yeah. last year around thirty seven minutes a game, but you get the idea. He's playing thirty eight plus all the time. Uh, a over the course of the year is draining, but B like take the pressure off of Wiggins a little bit. I know he wants to be the number one guy on a, on a team, and he thinks he's that talented. But like, you need to show some ability to be an efficient basketball player. Like, can you defend? If you're playing thirty minutes, like you should be able to bust your ass defensively yeah. every possession. If you're playing thirty minutes, you shouldn't be as exhausted when you're trying to get up shots. Like, you should be what? able to cut cut faster get better looks and that's what he needs was, he's, do you think it really was exhaustion with him I mean it's not going to play as big of a factor for like for a really young guy right Andrew Wiggins is like 22 he hasn't yeah. missed any games it's not like he's been injured but I'm just saying it's not. it cannot help and I think the games that you saw him play really well it's because he got really established early and then was able like you saw the consistency throughout the game and I think they're more likely to see that if he's playing less minutes, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. I would hope it would also, in some way, yeah, just if he knows that some way, like, Dwell Dang's going to defaultly take some of his minutes or Jamal Crawford might, like, maybe that's just going to, yeah, spark, it's, it's more of that competition component to it too. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think he would probably like a little bit less of a workload and, and to what you're saying, but I, um, they're, it's curious because I, I do wonder what happens. I think I, if I could try to get into Tibbs head for a second, the only rational thing I can think is like, all right, I'm going to go with guys I trust, go with guys I know, and what's, you know, I can see from his mindset, before Jimmy got hurt, we were a top four team in the West. So if I have these guys, you know, we have the same team. Every we we can stay relatively healthy. Like we can still be in that same position and be successful, and then you know that's going to help retain Jimmy. Um, I do think you the the big thing that you're talking about the basketball hell piece though is that I think if Carl Anthony Towns isn't what everyone thinks he's going to be, then you're in basketball hell. If he's a transcendent talent, you'll be able to find someone. I mean, there's there's options there's still like there's hope still um and then wiggins would obviously have to develop into a solid number two and then you're no longer you're not in basketball hell the basketball hell component happens if kind of those guys stay status quo or don't really take a big leap 
um, this year. And then that, that's a lot of that's on Tibbs. Tibbs probably isn't going to be won't be there for much longer than if that happens. But hey, something guys, tells if, me if they're not going to fire him. So. Well, it's tough when you fire. He has to be fired by the owner because he's sure as shit not firing himself. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I mean, really though, it comes down to everyone just working as hard as Jimmy, and then there will be fucking you taking know, out the Warriors and no definitely, minute. That would definitely solve everyone's problem. You're just right. Work as hard as Jimmy, folks. Um, All right. I, I may, I've, I I've want, put you through enough torture on this. Anymore. I know. I would talk about it for the entire episode. Because as I mentioned, like if we had ever rebrand, we'd probably just have to rebrand this as the Timberwolves podcast. It fits. Um, sure does. But um, I say about if the glove fits, buddy. Okay, that's enough of that. We've put uh, you through enough torture. On. We got it out of the way so, early, though. It's like a band-aid. Got to rip it off. Get the hard stuff out done first. Now we get to move on to move on to fun stuff. To talk about. Yeah. In this so I think potluck got- of topics. We've got a bunch of stuff I'm going to hit on here. We're going to spend a couple of minutes on each thing. First thing, Anthony Davis fires his agent, rumored to be signing with Clutch. Do you think this means anything? Uh, I think it means I, – I do think it means something as far as his ass is probably out of New Orleans uh, at some – It's not looking good. It, there hasn't been many times – like even LeBron is an example. Like LeBron uh, – when he signed with Rich Paul, then like it, it eventually, you know, he leaves Cleveland. There is something to be said about whoever a guy's agent is. Like they develop a relationship and a rapport with whoever that team's front office is, and you see it either way. I mean, it, there's there's both. You know, when a GM changes, it's like both sides are starting at ground zero. But um, you, when the player initiates it, yeah, it's not good because. In my mind, that says, like, whatever you and that prior agent had in kind of a plan and, okay, here's what we're going to do. And communication, you're saying to the agent, agent's going back to the player. Player clearly doesn't like it. There's something that happened they didn't like. So they're making a change to find someone that's going to get them to what they want. Uh, a lot of times it's a better situation. It's a different plan. Like, they don't have faith in the management, so... I'm going to hire an agent that has better relationships with other front offices of teams that I would be interested in playing for. Uh, so I don't think it's a good sign if you're a Pelican of the Pelicans. I don't know if it means he's going to lay, you know, where it means he's going. I don't think you can really, because I think any team obviously would take Anthony Davis. Um, I don't think it's any sign of that, but I, I do think it's significant because I think we've seen in the past a lot of times that Guys start as an agent, a lot of times they do end up leaving. And that was already the thought process before this, but I definitely think it leads you, it leads you down that assumption that, that it's kind of the first stone cast in this situation and when those type of uh, changes happen. Yeah, I, I'm definitely predicting, and you and I are going to talk about this more when we throw down some bets on over-unders, but I'm predicting a regression with the Pellies this year. Love AD. Mm. I don't see I don't see uh, Miritich being this good. Like he was he was unbelievable with that team as soon as he got traded to them last year. He was good for the Bulls when he came back. He was great for the Pelicans. Cost us. I think that cost us some draft leverage. N- not great. And I'm not sure if he's gonna be 
Not sure if he's going to be starting next to AD or if he's coming off the bench and Julius Randle starting. Like personally, I'd rather and almost play Randle with the five more often and have Miritich space. But yeah, so with Alfred Payton being their point guard and trying to run the whole year, like last year they had a ton of success with Rajon Rondo at the point, especially in the playoffs, like kind of hit their stride. Um, not as optimistic with Alfred Payton. Uh, I think this team is still going to lack a lot of shooting. I don't think they're very deep, and I'm just not very optimistic with, with AD. So, like, I agree with you. Like, it's a good chance that I don't see him getting dealt during the season, but I don't see this team making the playoffs, and I see them. Uh, I see AD being just the, the next guy in the line of stars that is forcing himself into a trade. Yeah, it could be. I also could – I could see – them winning 50 games too and him being like see that a legitimate ridiculous. MVP candidate. I mean, I could see him being a legitimate MVP candidate or putting up the numbers of a guy like that, but like I do not see a scenario given the rest of the Western Conference like Warriors, Rockets, their Jazz even I don't consider them in the same class of those teams. I like I think the Blazers have a better record or a better chance of finishing really a better record than them. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Now we're getting into it, folks. I think the Nugget. I mean, I, I put them like pretty far down. I don't like their roster. God damn. But anyway, um, I think next we can move on to next quick hitter here and i think oh so Kawhi bought a house in toronto a lot of people are saying he like did. David came out and said they thought that it was going to be tough for like he's going to like his time in toronto it's going to be tough for him to leave do you put any stake in this i mean buying is quite the uh i don't know why you'd buy if you're not going to stay it's, there let's see why would you I not suppose, I would not. I don't like, know anything. I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about Toronto real estate, but yeah, I don't think you can just lease a giant ass house in Toronto. Why like not? You know, maybe he's hey Toronto, have a Blue Jays player rent him out a place. Yeah, it's also could be an investment. Like I, it's a city. Toronto's popular. I'm sure that they're Toronto. Sure. It's a city. People live there. You know. Well, just most cities like. People are flocking to the cities, dude. I don't see price. If he buys a really nice house in Toronto, I don't see Walk it depreciating. Walk a flock the city. Don't see it depreciating in value. You eat, you eating over there, man? You trying no. to kill two birds with one stone? No, I'm spot? not. No, I'm not. The Damn. dogs are making noise. It sounds like you're trying to eat a steak. No, I, no I'm not. <laughs> All right, if you say No so. steak over here, sir. Speaking of steak, Don Nelson has been eating some steaks, and he is... Rocking quite the haircut. Looks like a completely different Looks like person. Big Lebowski. Yeah. So what were your like? What was your first reaction when you saw him at the Hall of Fame? Good game? for Don. Hey, I want him back on the sidelines. I want him. Yeah, he, coaching again. I want him courtside, baby. I would love nothing more than for that for him to be to be coaching in the NBA again. And I, he honestly reminds me a little bit of a, our uh, our friend Dylan, friend of the pod, Dylan. Uh, his. Uh, what his uncle-in-law has been known to place a few bets. Do he looks like Uncle there. Rico? I think so. 
I think he looks like more like uh, same with Dylan. He looks like more like Dylan's grandpa than anything. Oh, okay. He kind of looks like Dylan's time. grandpa. Now we're talking about it. I'm having a tough time remembering what Dylan's grandpa looks like, but Ultra doesn't. Ultra was drunk the entire time. Mm, most time, but if you're not drunk anyway. some of the time, you're drunk all the time. No, I just liked it. I didn't really have any other Hall of Fame takes. No, uh, I mean props to everyone that got inducted. I'm not gonna rattle through them, but wow. If you've been living under a rock while we've been away, uh, it was Grant Hill, Ray Allen, uh, Steve Nash, Jason Kidd of players. Doris Burke was honored and put in the hall um, for journalism. And Rob Thorne was in there. Um, yeah. I don't really get, like, uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame is just so weird. It's, like, tough for me to really get invested in that ever. I've never been, like, if the speeches are noteworthy, like, I'll watch them after, but I've never really care. Because people get in for so many different reasons, and I don't really have an argument of, like, why someone that's been put in since I've been, like, why they shouldn't be in there, so... It's generally like pretty top-notch basketball players. Uh, yeah. Uh, I t- I typically watch it like when there's a really great speech, and otherwise I'm not paying too much attention to it. But um, but are you watching that live? Or are you watching? You're watching that? No, I watch it later. Like yeah, exactly. I'll watch yeah. like Allen Iverson's speech was the last one that I probably watched the whole thing of, and I thought it was really cool. But so. Let's uh, next up here in these quick hitters. Let's talk about. So we got saw some really very interesting. Like you and I are, you definitely more than me. You own so many jerseys. It's unbelievable. I've accumulated. I own so many. I own the best. So many great jerseys. All of them are great. Fantastic jersey collection. One of the best. Uh, Maybe the uh, maybe the best. It's tremendous. Thank you for the Trump impression. We haven't had any reference towards him yet, so that's good. Uh, so you Don't work all the muscles out, baby. I I definitely want to get your take on what you thought of Jonah Jonah Hill rocking a Suns jersey and, and just the overall outfit looking quite ridiculous. And then uh, the other one that kind of stood out over the last couple of weeks is Trey Young was rocking an autographed Baker Mayfield jersey going back to an Oklahoma game. And uh, so can't say I was a fan of either look. But props to Jonah Hill for rocking like an old school Suns jersey. Like that was kind of cool. The jersey was cool. I was legitimately he shook seeing it. I was so confused, but it legitimately looked like probably the human version of like NBA Twitter. It was so weird and like we didn't even go back to like the Mitt Romney uh, wearing the like the the dress shirt, the jersey over the dress shirt. It wasn't some ridiculous. But it just it looked terrible but like it the glasses too i mean i kind of want to rock it for halloween um but like, i think it'd be funny to get a group of friends all dressed like that and just go out on halloween and then when people ask where you're like individually you're like oh we're jonah hill i'm jonah hill and you can just quickly reference the picture or like if you're all bunch of you together we're like oh we're nba twitter well, that'll be kind of fun uh but legitimately shook and like had to really like take it all in for a few minutes because it was 
is quite a look. I've never worn a basketball jersey, and even like for a second, be like, I probably should tuck this in. Even because my one initial thought was, what if it's super long? Like, what if he just, whatever reason, when he's Jonah Hill's weight's fluctuated from time to time. Uh, what if it was like he got it when he was really fat, and now that he's like skinny, it just kind of hangs on him a little bit longer. But even then, you just rock the longer one. Just rock it baggy. Yeah, man. The, the bigger uh, Mayfield one. So that jersey was – the Trey Young he was wearing was a signed jersey. Oh, yeah. Oh. 100%. So I didn't realize that. Also, timing-wise, so, so Trey Young gets drafted this year. Baker Mayfield gets drafted this year. So conceivably they were in school at the same time together. Yeah, they're definitely, like, cool. I get that, but why doesn't even Oklahoma jersey? Buddy Heel was in the picture. He's got an Oklahoma, like a football jersey, an Oklahoma foot. Like, why are you wearing an ugly ass Browns jersey to the college game of a guy that's not even playing there anymore? You know, what, like, it was just weird. I just didn't trust his selection of that at all. I don't know if I can now projecting forward. To, I don't know if I can trust him with his shot selection in the NBA. You can't make the right jersey selection. It did not make much sense. I agree with you. It's, I mean, it's one thing if it's like you're going back to someone else. You're like, oh, I've got this dude's jersey who went there, whatever. If it was a cool-ass throwback. But went to your own school. You were there just uh, six months ago. It's a little – I just think Trey Young should have some actual, like, Oklahoma football gear in that situation. Russell Westbrook had a UCLA jersey. I mean, people were wearing UCLA football jerseys. Like, I, it was – I question it. I didn't like it one bit. I didn't like it one bit, Ultra. It did not make sense to me either. None. Uh, ne- next up, so Dame has – Trey Young. Dame's been kind of flipping the script and uh, breaking a lot of news as far as uh, different journalists leaving. Various publications are joining others. So one example, this all started September 5th, at least is the first one I could find. Sources, free agent reporter Chris B. Haynes reaches agreement with Yahoo Sports, a senior NBA insider, will help bid their NBA team. More coming. I don't think more came, but, you know, I get it. Uh, later, he did had a similar announcement, Sam Amick going from the USA Today to the Athletic. which Sam Amick like making it official today. And, uh... Yeah, do you think Athletic's that, like, these guys team. had These guys had to have talked to Dame and was oh, like, yeah, let's yeah, have yeah. some fun with this. Yeah, I mean... Besides LeBron, I think the the Trailblazers' backcourt has made the most content of any NBA players this offseason. I mean, they're, yeah, they're a legitimate news-churning organization, those, that Trailblazers' backcourt. They might have broken more stories and created more content than they're going to get playoff wins this year. Hashtag I'm trying, Jennifer. That was a tweet written out in Spoken Out. Through the uh, art of word. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> did you watch the first episode of uh, The Shop on HBO? I did. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, the, they were cussing a lot in it. And Jason Whitlock was not a fan. No. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny that I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, the comedian... The funny man. Uh, Gary Carmichael. Yes. When he said that, uh, I haven't seen Hamilton, but when he said Hamilton was trash, I did. I just thought it was fun. Like, he went so hard on that that I was like, maybe it is. I don't know. 
Yeah, he definitely made me a little open-minded about, like, maybe it's not good. I think it is, but I... See, I just don't think, like, his argument was different than I think, like, what other people, like... I think as a musical, it's really good. I mean, I like the songs. His whole thing, I think, was that people were calling it rap, and it probably isn't even close (laughs) to, like, true rap, but his whole thing was, like, it's, like, it's not good, but... I mean, comparison to other musicals, just if you kept it in the musical genre, it's probably it's pretty good. I think there's been enough people that have lived in that world that have acclaimed it to be good that it is. I can understand the his point, but it was just so I just wasn't expecting it. I just laughed out like really hard when he's like, "I, I it, get it was trash." It was very funny. I would have liked to have seen Draymond say some more controversial like it really cracks me up that it's like you're you're really on lebron's show right now you're you played a major role in his championship with cleveland like you are probably the reason he won it made me think that like maybe this was just planned the entire time like maybe lebron and him had talked about him hitting him in the nuts on purpose so that he could win uh which i know is ridiculous but it just I guess I I didn't know that him and Dre were really that tight other than the uninterrupted stuff. I mean, I know that they are on on a similar platform, but... They're on LeBron's platform. He's on LeBron's platform. Right. Multiple times. Uh, I think they're fine off the court. I think it's on the court. I mean, Draymond, but... I did not get get enough Michael Bennett. Would have liked to get more from him. Really loved every second I got from Snoop. Snoop stole the, sh- stole the show, in my opinion. He was great. And have they come out with a second episode yet? He's not doing it like no, weekly. I don't know how. I don't. I haven't really looked to see how the format of it's working. But yeah, I don't think it's every week. Maybe it's once a month. I'm I'm not sure. Um, I liked. I thought the Candace Parker stuff was pretty cool. Um, we're talking about just like LeBron was talking about raising his kids and uh, changed his mindset with basketball uh, and just like wanting to play more and just him as a parent. I mean, I think we've kind of seen some of that. I think it, the only thing I kind of took away from that talk was like, Oh, I can see why LeBron would now be more open to playing with like younger players than he had previously. Like when he got to Cleveland versus now that shift really clearly happened while I was in Cleveland. So and I think, it's, as we already know, we've heard him say, like, the idea of playing with his son is really, I think, driving a lot of his decisions now. Uh, wanting to be able to try to do that and accomplish that. So, but I just thought, probably like raising his daughter as well, and just some of that was, was cool. Uh, Snoop was, was pretty funny. Um, I, he's... Uh, I was really glad they brought it just with Snoop, like how many times he's like essentially yeah, reinvented himself. And just if you take like who he was to begin his career and how we're introduced to Snoop to what he is now, like he's a game show host now. He's a gangster rapper who's now like a game show host and is on the same level as uh, uh, Pat Sajak or um, Alex Trebek. You know, like not the same degree, but like he's in that same, like area like people are consuming him the same way that like we consumed those guys uh it's just yeah i thought that was really cool 
Uh, I thought John Stewart was pretty good on it too. Um, like as far I as did, the, I did, I did too. I thought he, he had some good good point. Like kind of <laughs> spurred some some conversation. Just like and they're like oh like oh he's like hey Jewish we don't all back like that I thought was pretty funny. Um, and just the the part of like the OBJ Rob, too. I keep remembering other people that were yeah OB, OBJ they, they, didn't get enough from him. Well, they had. I thought that my one critique is I thought they had too many people like around it in the background, just kind of there. Now, granted, you can't have everyone talking. They were trying to create an artificial like barbershop feel. Yeah, it's but not it a just barbershop like, if you're drinking wine, by the way. Yeah, right. It's not a. That is not a thing. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. great. Like I thought that was very on brand for on LeBron. LeBron's barbershop. In LeBron's shop, you can drink wine, but yeah, I just thought like there was a lot of face, and you're like, oh, like, I wonder what they're gonna like. But yeah, you didn't get a ton, and I wonder how much they, how long they were really there talking about stuff that they condensed it down to thirty minutes. Like I would have been fine with like forty-five minutes, an hour of it, honestly, to hear a little bit more. It did feel. I. It would be nice if they had some like shorter clips of additional conversations they had. I don't know if I need to see an hour of straight talking. Uh, I mean, but they were moving but through stuff really quickly, and yeah, I just, they did a good job. The format of it was a little just... I wasn't necessarily expecting that uh, format. But I think it is. it was doing a, a very good job, I think, of representing the barbershop atmosphere. As much as you can like manufacture that. It's just... Uh, I would have... Because, yeah, you can even see like they were swiping out where people were in chairs and stuff. And who was in at different points. Um... But yeah, I mean, LeBron got a not like heat for it because I think a lot of people appreciate just like there's just something about like and I know I catch myself into there's just something like different about hearing athletes and guys like talking how they normally wouldn't sounding in a way of like how you and I talk within your friend group just like talking like normal people and not being this canned answer kind of press conference stuff. It's like you just really get a feel more for their personality. Uh, I think that's why you see a lot of guys, LeBron's leading, trying a lot of these guys like taking on their own voice and representing their story like in their own the way they want to. Uh, but it is just something like I kind of do find fascinating. I just, for me at least, I would like to see LeBron more in those situations where it's not like the LeBron super team of of athletes in my round table. That's a barbershop, but like. Maybe people he's like really close with who he's gone through more experiences with, and he has that like more of a rapport, I guess. With not like I know some of these people he does, but like kind of getting more even like inside and authenticity of like guys he really like. It would be cool if it was like him, Dwayne Wade, Mel, you know, that the you get the banana boat crew, you get stuff like that, like. Where they kind of can go back and forth and and oh, sure if we're if we're opening this up to like anybody could be joining in on the show. Get Brock, I want Brock and Brock and there are definitely LeBron. some combinations of people that could take up an hour. If you put Le, LeBron and Barack, just those two, give me and an hour of that. Inject it straight into my veins. Yeah, sign me up. That's great. Hey, Donald Trump and LeBron, give me five hours of that. He won't sit down with him though. And oh, I know. Sure. I'm just saying if that like you. That is a thing. I, I'm signing up. Pay per view. Signing up. Celebrity death match style. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I know who I'd put my money on there. 
Uh, oh, the guy okay. with uh, an ex- excellent health. The seven-year-old that's in yes, perfect shape. Seriously. The healthiest president ever. So before we have, I mean, we're going to wrap it up with a few other things, but w- there is another segment that you talked about uh, potentially starting, kind of going into this next season. Seems like as good mm-hmm. of a time as any to to introduce it. So I'll, I'll let you kind of explain the precedent, and uh, then we can get started. Yeah, you know, as we enter season three, Alter, we're gonna be on our third season of the NBA with this season pod. three. Whom among us would have thought that such a thing could be possible? Mm. I certainly define the odds. Define the odds. We've certainly, you know, we went away for a month. People maybe were nervous. You can't get rid of us that easily, folks. Uh, so we want to try to uh, do some non-basketball stuff a little bit, make it a little less just all heavy basketball. We'll try to spice it up, add a little, little content, add a little a bit more of us into this, more than it already is, folks. Um, so we're going to do uh, you know topics, whatever something comes up. We want to you know spawn into something, but or something that happened on the internet. A week or so ago, during the U.S. Open, it was a woman with her, her son committed what looked to be a heinous act of dipping her chicken fingers into a Pepsi Cola. Mm. It looked Mm-mm-mm. disgusting. Uh, I'm not a big pop guy. I do like chicken fingers. I don't understand why the two mix. I haven't tried you, this, and I have a firm... You like not- soda fine, but it's... A boozy soda. Yeah. Fine. Yes, 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 yes. I'm, when I'm consuming chicken fingers. Consuming chicken fingers. Now, I do have a firm policy of not knocking anything until I try it. But I've had both separate, and I can only imagine it just tasted like a fizzy, soggy, gr- soggy gross chicken finger. I think it's disgusting. But as I was thinking about this, I said... I'm sure there's some shit that I do that people find kind of weird. Either I've been called on it or not. So we're going to kind of just talk about what a weird food habit we have. One that I have, where I go off right off the bat to get this thing kicking, is that when I I do not, I, I have to mix ketchup and mustard when I have fries. I don't just do straight ketchup and fries. If they're, if they're just ketchup at the table, I will just consume do it, but if I have the option to put mustard and mix it all together, I prefer that as a dipping source for my fries or onion rings, even uh, like anything of that nature, where it would just be ketchup. Which, which I've done, and it's solid. Like, don't I think it's wrong. great. I think it's. I just think ketchup in general is trash. Like, I just as every well, yeah, day goes so by, I, I like I, it less my and response less. And that's not a Chicago was... thing. Please don't. I just I don't like it. Yeah, but my response to that was going to be, if if I'm talking to a normal Chicagoan, I could just say I put, I put, just put ketchup on my hot dog, and they'd say that that's pretty messed up. I don't, I don't agree. I I think that's a bullshit it's thing dumb. that we have to that we have as a, a signature piece to our. Food yeah, stick to stick to malort being a thing there, and we don't need your food takes. Like deep dish is great. That's also not something I want. It's another thing. It's, it's stupid. It's bad. Malort. Malort is gross. Yes, Disgusting. that's what I hear. I don't know why that's it's associated with Chicago. 
But we're here and we have it and we have to so live with I, it. You know, this immediately made me think of like dipping fries in ice cream, which some people do think is gross. I think it's delicious. Uh, one so thing, that I'm I'm good. I want to hold you there because I did want to ask on the salty sweet, like salt or like sweet savory. Are you a fan of because? I find that people are pretty like in between on the two. It's you're one way or the other. Like your heart, like I personally like chocolate and like pretzels, like chocolate covered bacon stuff like that. Not chocolate bacon. No, see that's that's see, a I'm not too far. I'm not in on that. I've had like a, a candy bar with bacon chunks in it, and I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not big on that. Uh, I'm trying to like. There's a theory that I have to credit uh, friend Nick Rogers for. He had this theory back when we were in high school. Still holds true. And if anyone can tell me a combination, this doesn't work. But is there anything that you cannot add ice cream or bacon to that isn't better because of it? Ice cream or bacon. One or two. I'm. This is gonna take me too long to think of. You're, this that has got to cover most food groups. I will give you credit for that. But things that credit, I yes. If you know some folks, well, let us know. Hit us up. So me. my probably my weirdest thing is I I can pretty much like peanut butter on anything for me is is better. Um, uh-huh. Now I don't get like weird putting it on like a sandwich, like besides a PB and J. Obviously, I'm not gonna have like a ham and cheese sandwich. Put peanut butter on it. That's gross. We just eat a peanut but, butter sandwich. Absolutely. Yeah, peanut I think butter, peanut butter sandwich. Peanut butter, honey. Good. I'll do my big thing uh, is like bananas and peanut butter. Perfect. Yeah, that shit's the that's best. That's me. That's not weird um, though. That's just good. This isn't really that weird. Uh, the one thing that I really like doing is like you eat M and M's when you're drinking coffee. Which is oh, also no, like I, I eat chocolate cho- a ton. Chocolate with coffee is big. Uh, yes. M&M specifically, though, is my I've never thing. done... So I'm a peanut M&M guy, so I don't really... Except I did start doing like dark chocolate almonds with coffee and stuff like... They're like glazed pecans with coffee. Oh, damn. So I should be trying peanut M&Ms with coffee because those are the greatest candy. I... I really don't think I have anything that's like, wow, that is really gross. I mean, I, I so really like weird, ma- like mac mac and cheese, and like I used to do this in college with our good friend Tad. We used to make hot dogs, and we put mac and cheese with but hot that's sauce a kid, on top of it. That's a kid. No, I think a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people do that. I okay, had, well had then that I before. Don't, yeah, so, so you I just don't have, have like normal. So like, here's another one I had thought of. I realized like, like it doesn't. It can't be like, but like. There's certain times like I will just eat. I won't like do this for a meal, but it's more of like making dinner and like you. They have pasta and it's like run out of sauce. Like I don't think just the, the the straight like naked pasta is like that gross. I feel like some people would be like eating just like dr- like pasta with it's cooked. I'm not saying I eat raw pasta, but like cooked pasta, no sauce. I think it's kind of good. Uh, sh- not as a full can't. meal, but like, I think it's fun to have like individual strands of like spaghetti with. No, I'm saying like, I still it. would take a chunk. Like I would take a, a like a no. full spoon of just unsauced pasta. See, now we're talking. But like angel hair, good. like it has to be angel or spaghetti. Not, I'm not doing like 
like Ratoni or Panini, like any, that I wouldn't do. But like the 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 stringy pasta, I don't think tastes that bad. Solo. Uh, yeah, that definitely fits in this category because that's that's not for me. It's no, weird, I think, I, but it's I think weird. it tastes good. Yeah, those are the weird. two the two biggest ones I had. I was trying to think of other ones. I mean, I don't think this is super weird, but like I really enjoy just eating like whipped cream just straight up. Like, oh yeah, sign me up. Cool yeah. whip. Yeah, Scrap I don't think whip. that's weird. I just, I mean, that seems like a common one. I don't have. You, any I was, I was combos. hoping you were gonna have something that was gonna spur me to think of something else. I no, you li- I mean, you lived with me. You and I sh- lived in the same house in the same room for two years. Can you think? Like, there, I didn't really have any like really bizarre stuff. What I used to do was kind of odd is to save time in the morning because I would all I would always like in college never went to bed early, but I oftentimes worked during the week just part time, and I would always be on the on the run. So I would like, I would get a solo cup and put cereal in it and then pour milk on top of that and i just like drink the cereal as i'm driving oh <laughs> like that is probably the weirdest shit that mm. i've that i've really done and that's like a, the food itself is not weird like obviously people have cereal with milk on it all the time but the way I would do that would eat it is kind of weird it saved me time trying to get out of there gotta get gotta go work should do it I now. Might bring it back. I would use a spoon, though. I mean, I use that as like a vehicle to eat cereal. Yeah, man. But if you're driving, you can't be fucking. You know, there's an episode of It's All of a Sudden in Philadelphia that Dennis is eating a bowl of cereal while he drives, and he's someone hits him and he spills it in his car. Like, I'm just envisioning you doing that now. That's a mess. But you, the cup would help with that, though. It would help. You would you would reduce if you the get rear-ended. If you get rear-ended, that thing's flying. That's well, if you're favorite. doing anything, <laughs> you're rear ended, it's just flying. I guess that's true. If I was drinking it. But my point is, like, I could, it would be before I get 10 feet out of the driveway, it would be gone because I'm drinking that stuff. Anyway, you we, got a, we got a few things that we still got to talk about, Peach. Let's- <coughs> All right. Until next time. If you have weird stuff, let us know. Um, so, wanted to get your opinion on the Just Do It campaign. All right. That so blew up last week, it premiered during the Thursday night football game. As far as like actually being on television, obviously creating a, a huge deal, um, a lot of a lot of conversations on social media, as well as in, in by our president and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. uh, and it doesn't impact the NBA. Yeah, LeBron came out. I mean, a lot of people have come out and supported it. I'm not going to do anything. Di- I think it's a really smart business move. I'm not going to pretend that. Nike's not doing it for money. Um, obviously, they know more and they have more data than we do, but I think mean, it clearly was a play that they looked at. People that are going to be buying their shoes for the next 30 years, their products for the next 30 years, versus the people that had been buying their products for the previous 30 years. The people that are going to be in the future, their future consumers, the people that are consuming right now, Higher majority of them are going to be the ones that are con- going to continue or buy more of their products because of this, than be the ones that are burning their sh- their already bought stuff, which is the I don't the idea of like boycott, but like ruining your sh- shit that you already paid money for. For the corporation goes, that's a sale. They don't give a damn what you do after that. So like they got your money, 
and you're ruining these shoes. We're very none of them were the nice shoes. A lot of people said that. It's like no one was burning any like super nice pairs of of uh, Air Maxes, anything like that. Like they're just kind of shitty Nikes. But um, I think it's yeah. I mean, I think it's good. I'm gonna be following it. I want to support it in some ways, just so it continues and gives that incentive for them to continue to back athletes like this. I think the commercial is so badass. Uh, I, as far as this uh, initial release and the launch of the campaign, I think the commercial is excellent. Uh, and I obviously, I think it does a lot for. Um, yeah, I, I just, I'm interested to see what they do along with Kaepernick to carry the message, but. Uh, if anything, I think there's 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 nothing but potential wins for them, and I think they did their homework on this to know that. I think as far as future athletes coming to their brand and representing their brand, this is a big message to them. I think uh, I I don't, and it's it showed so far like, and they haven't been hurt by this. And if it's even a net zero gain, uh, I think it's. It shows that then taking on these kind of athletes, taking on these more athletes that are bigger than sports in some ways or doing something like that. Like Kaepernick, I think, is going to be looked at whether or not people want to like it or not. Like I think history is going to look back at him as a kind of as an iconic figure and to have his brand, you know, whatever. Um, to have Nike supporting it is big. Now I think a big part of it is like the the stuff they make on the Kaepernick line has to be cool. It must be stuff people want to wear. Uh, and if it's not, then that, that that's I think that's going to be the thing that would end up hurting it more than like this idea that just because Nike's proudly associating themselves with uh, Kaepernick, people are bailing. So that's really my like quick little thing on it. I, I'm behind it, ready to support it. Um, I think a lot of people will be as well. Did you burn any Nikes? No, PJ, I did not. I thought it was pretty well put together. I'm glad that Cap is in a better spot because, you know, it very well may come out, like, from the, uh, you know, it's going to court whether or not the NFL colluded against him, so that will be interesting to keep an eye on. Nathan, uh, the P- as, as Bomani calls him, the Peter Man started an NFL game. Can't tell me Kaepernick's not is not better than that dude. I I could not agree more. I thought it was a uh, just in general like taking all the political stuff out of it was a really cool commercial. Um, this was so well done. PJ happy you know two K is back. Two K is back. I haven't now, played it yet. I'm saving it for you, the weekend. Yep, you got this weekend. You're gonna sink some time. Full disclosure before we go into this, because we're going to talk about three teams that we're really excited to play with going into this next year. And first of all, I'm admitting, like, I am not including, not including the Lakers, and I'm not including the Warriors. Like, really, those obvious teams. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to include those in here because obviously it would be fun to play with the Warriors and having Boogie at your five, and that lineup would just be insane. They're all 90 plus, but. I did, there is an update, like you can download rosters in 2K18, uh, and I did that. 
So, uh, you know, I'm definitely subjected to someone else doing their best, taking their best shot at, you know, creating uh, Luka Doncic, uh, who's an 83, at least in the roster that I downloaded. But, yeah, pretty generous. But uh, after, I've I've got three teams in mind, especially after playing with a few of them. But uh, I'm really excited to play him in the new 2K. So, so that I kind of, that's inter- I'm interested three. to hear you say, though, because I've always been like those. I don't, like, let it – sorry, I was rejecting because it just, like, there's something about, yeah, game to game and just, like, how they do the you know, the player tendencies everything. It's just, like, there's never going to be anything, like, perfect, even if you did them both. But, yeah, I don't think Lucas Doncic is going to be an 83. You know, or is he? In Maybe this the one? end of the year, but yeah. not to start. Uh, so three teams I'm excited to play with in 2K. Uh, first, I would say the Phoenix Suns. I think with some of their additions, <sighs> they've got some very 2K players. Those Damn are like it. the athletic shooter dudes. <laughs> so are these in 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 order, or you just have three? I just have three. I'm just kind of spacing them out well, for dramatic reasons. Suns Suns were one of mine. Nice. I'll fight you for him. Well, let's hear your other two. I don't want to commit <laughs> to anything yet. Uh, my my second team, uh, well, I'm going to put out there, will be the uh, – I'm very excited to play with the Lakers with LeBron on there. Okay. That's no shocker there. That's going to be pretty cool. So, one – other than the Suns, my other team would – the Mavs. So, a little, I'm just a little, little foreshadowing with the Luka Doncic, but – I here's what I want in my 2K roster. I want three point shooting. I want a good point guard, or at least a good ball handler that can finish. Need a good point guard. And I want a guy to just get a shit ton of offensive rebounds and catch lobs. And that's what I get in DeAndre Jordan. Perfect. That's what I want. I'm gonna run pick and rolls with Luka Doncic. Oh fuck no! DeAndre Jordan's a fucking maverick. Fuck. Yeah, shit. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan. I'm talking about the Mavs. So I'm gonna run pick and roll with him. Gonna, you know, I'm gonna have Dirk and Harry and uh, Wes Matthews sitting sitting along the outside. I can, you know, I'm gonna get Dennis Smith some looks. Like fun team. That's a team I can play with. Who's your last team? My last team. It's uh, the Chicago Bulls. Oh, I'm, what a homer take. I they're gonna be fu- I think they're gonna be a lot more fun <laughs> to play with this year than they well, were sure. last year. Sure. You I'm excited to play with Wendell Carter. With them? Explain to me, Ultra, from a perspective of what you just described, adding Jabari Parker and Wendell Carter, how does that team not fit your two K profile? Chris Dunn. Oh goddamn, he's a good no no, no so, so maybe this is where we differ. I like good point guard and ball handle, but are also like good defensively. Uh, so like I want my point guard, like anyone that's good at stealing, I want that guy to be. I'll play like those are my preferred two K teams for sure. If I can get some some nice steals, get some turnovers going, put some ball pressure on you, play a full court, baby. That's what I'm all about in two K. All right. Yeah. Well, Take that. Take my, that in your pipe and smoke it. My third team is the Pacers. Uh, I think they got some more shooting, which goes in alignment with what I was talking about before. I want a guy that I can just have the ball in his hands anytime that he's on the floor. Uh, and Vic 
old Vic. And, uh, you know, I got a five that can shoot a little bit. I can do, like, that. that's going to be a fun team. Pacers are fun. Pacers are probably, good Probably going to be, like, a four seed in the East this year. Yeah. Yeah, probably. That's a, I, I like that pick. I can't hate on that pick. All right. Shout-outs, Peach. Uh, I only have one. I'm only saying we kind of sit on some stuff, but... Uh, shout out Khalil Mack being a fucking bear. The Chicago fucking bear. I don't know why it's a thing. Uh, thank you, John Gruden, for being shout a dumb, dumb John football. Gruden. The dumbest football brain ever. Oh, it was so sweet. That first half was the best. I Not a great second half. Things. Do you not remember the beginning? Things we're not going to cover today. We're not talking about the second half of the Bears-Packers game. That first half, I wanted to run on the streets, rip all my clothes off, and just scream to the heavens. Uh, it was beautiful. Um, can't wait for them to kick the Seahawks' ass Monday night. Uh, it just feels very good um, from being from the John Fox era that literally made me put to sleep. I will forget more of the John Fox era than I will remember. John Fox will probably say the same thing about his tenure in the Bears. Uh, so it's John nice Fox. to finally get the... Didn't seem like didn't seem like he wanted to win games. He wanted to collect the check, I think, but... Yeah, there's something about uh, something in my Bears loins that has been reignited uh, with the Khalil Mack piece that it, it feels like I can care about this football team again. Um, and he is on fucking real, and they're so stupid for giving him to us. Uh, so I'm pretty jacked about that. Um, and uh, oh yeah, I guess R.I.P. Mac Miller. That news really sucked. Yeah. Not as an afterthought, but it's a sadder note. But that really is a big bummer. A big fan of his music. I was gonna uh, supposed to see him in December, so that's super weird uh, to think about. But uh, that was a bummer. Bummer news note on Friday that we got. Yeah, it was. What you about got? you? That's all I got. I didn't want to didn't want to steal your shine, man. So no, I've got uh, mentioned before Manny Ginobili uh, retiring. I am far from a Spurs fan, but I can hit guys like him and Tim Duncan, who just like were not guys that I ever even thought of as being like the like when they were in their primes, as I thought of as like a top five, top ten NBA guy. Uh, especially like Tim Duncan is definitely a tier above Manu, but Manu was just. You could argue the best sixth man in NBA history up there. Uh, he was unbelievable for that franchise. He was crafty as hell and just was made like crazy plays even last year. Um, and there's never going to be a player like that. I, I do not think I will ever see a player that has the game that Manu had because he wasn't, he didn't seem fast. <laughs> yeah. He didn't really seem that athletic, but like he would throw down on people. He mastered the Euro step before he made I made the Euro my, step. I could, yeah, I just like that was a move that he brought that everybody uses now, uh, and it's a it's a bummer that he's leaving. It's a bummer that the that spur. It's just really weird to think that like Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan, none of those guys are on the Spurs anymore. It's weird to or think Tony Parker. Yeah, or Kawhi. It's weird to think that Tony Parker is a Hornet. That's pretty weird too. But yeah, shout out Manu. Um, I would, the other, the only th- yeah, Manu has got like the, one of the doper careers, like 
Just his international everything. Like he had a pretty dope career. Yes, he did. Um, and then the other shout out I had was to everyone that invited me that has invited me to a wedding that's had an open bar up to this point in my life. Um, I, I attended, and this is no shots. I don't want to you know, definitely not name any names here, Peach, but went to my first wedding ever this weekend this. that uh, that I that there was not wow. that there was you know a, a cash bar and like hey I know everyone has different different financial circumstances I get it different preference but if, on booze but if you if you want to have a fun reception if you want to get people to dance gotta have that open bar gotta like don't nothing nothing crazy like give me get, throw some free beer give some wine we'll be good and uh i gotta say and that's just like that's not even like i hope hopefully i don't come to sound like an alcoholic here but if you want to have a fun fun time at your reception i highly recommend going that route it's gonna pay off for you i guarantee it you're gonna like the way ultra drinks i guarantee it you will definitely like it all right, man. Well, we did it's it. It's good to be back. We're, back. we're not so going anywhere we, this time, folks. We're gonna have another podcast or two over the next coming weeks, and then I'm gonna be out of out of the country for a little bit. So, you know, maybe you can get our a friend, uh, uh, previous co-host, guest host. I think I can scrounge up some co-hosts. Again. You and I will talk about that, but um, yeah, check us out at the point forward nba.com check us out at the point forward nba gmail.com leave us a rating review on itunes stitcher uh, we appreciate everyone for listening and uh excited for the season start we we're like a month away pj let's go let's go all right talk to y'all soon <laughs>